Hello and welcome to another Bertie and Paul podcast. Hi Bertie, how you doing? Ah, Paul, how we doing? All right. Yeah, good, how, good, good. How's things this evening? Fantastic. Well, really good. Like I was back at the tennis court, uh, uh, practicing myself. So I was actually, I'm, I'm getting better. My backhand for Uncle Jerry is getting better. So uh, nice. I'm, 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 yeah, fitness is okay, but the, the backhand is, uh, yeah, it's definitely getting better. So I'm happy with that. It was a lovely. It was a lovely day in Dublin, so um, it was, uh, yeah, good. Yourself? Ah, doing all right. I out for a run this morning, breathing out my, my rear end, if, I must be, if, I, if I'm honest. But uh, I, the, the, the weather here started all right, but it's absolutely pouring the rain now, so I don't know if I think it's going to be pouring for the rest of the week, so that's us stuck inside. Just, just a quick one, before we, before we put our guests on, I actually did finish the podcast, uh, editing the podcast last week, and went out and uh, watered my grass. <laughs> did you? Yeah, hey. <laughs> one of my wee, one of my wee Irish neighbours was over. He's like, I seen you out at half twelve or one o'clock watering your grass all the night there. I was like, Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> See, the thing we did. Uh, do you remember watching King of the Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long time ago. Did Hank Hill not have a a poncho on for what on his grass at Crazy Hours? Is that what it is? Is that the hell? A poncho. Is this my new poncho? So I've had one of these bad times in Zoom. I had uh, 15 people laughing at me on Saturday night for unknown reasons. I I misspoke on Saturday night uh, and uh, got absolute pelters off off the full, uh, full 15 people on the Zoom call with my mum and dad going bright red and my wife kicking me off. But apart from that, everything's good. So we better introduce our guest, Betty. We've got, uh, yeah, yeah, real want, to go. Do you want to do, do you want to do the birthday boy? Yeah, the birthday boy. Uh, 40, 40 years old today, 40 years young. Uh, Mr Stephen Kane. Uh, Stephen, how are you? Thank you, yes, I'm very well, thank you. Life begins today. Yeah, life begins at 40. And we have quiz winner, the man that took the holy goalie off his pedestal at the weekend. <laughs> he uh, he was he was barely, he was querying his quiz results, but if Jerry was marking the quiz, Mikey, I think every every point was uh, every point was there for you. Very well gained. Sure. Very well gained. Sure. We have got the uh, Mikey Dal on as well, so we're doing a four a four man podcast. We've got Stephen. Uh, corporate Steve and Mikey Dahl on the on the, the London beat. <laughs> Good, Good evening, evening Michael. Good evening, Bertie. Uh, lovely. That's the first time I've been on a pod with you. It's it's uh, it's good That's to be it, here. Look forward yeah. to it. Uh, for the for everybody out there, uh, Mikey Dahl, uh, Bertie, in Stephen's thirtieth in centre parts, they went head to head in a Celtic quiz, where it went to a tiebreaker. It was actually a picture today. Somebody sent a picture on it. Mikey Dahl, this lovely, lovely white shirt on. Big, big sort of pristine, collar. Pristine, pristine white. And it was a lovely blue. Lovely, no, it wasn't royal blue. It was a kind of, it was nightwish colour of blue, was it, Mikey? Sort of. Yeah, kind of. It was, a, it was a vibrant, a vibrant blue. It wasn't a Rangers blue. It was <laughs> vibrant. And uh, Bertie, <laughs> vibrant. Bertie and... Uh, and uh, Mikey went down head to the head. wire, head, we head, head to head, head yeah. after we, we got rid of all the, the chaff. 
Uh, and the, what was the question? What, what was it? Tie, I even had a tie-breaking question for you. It was, what was the name the Celtic manager since X? And I think that was the question. And Mikey Dahl said A, B, and C, but also mentioned Kedar Gleish. And Bertie didn't mention Kedar Gleish. And Bertie, I missed Kenny. Bertie wasn't wasn't happy. Let's just let's just say that. Fell by the wayside, yeah. They tried so to is that have... once every ten years I, I win a quiz then. So yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Every time, every time it's Stevens. Uh, and I, again, if we're talking about quizzes, a big shout out to Jerry Wilson. Like that man, that man who came in, he, he, he was he was slightly, he wasn't hundred percent, but he came in at seven or eight o'clock and he just he just blew us all away, didn't he? I, I mean, Jerry's performance is absolutely sensational. I, thought, I don't think there was, there was any other words you could say about it. It was just sensational stuff from from the Wilson household. He's just, <laughs> you know I mean? he did a fair scud of the sun. <laughs> 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 Pierce got something else as well, I think. <laughs> hey, but still, but still, Jerry Wilson and uh, Helen Wilson like beat me by about thirty points. I mean, so I'm, t- I'm t- total. So, so Stephen, how are you doing there? You're, you're. It, it was. It, look, Stephen, you're forty years old, and your younger brother asked you today, "Is that you, a man?" And you said, "I think that's me now, a man." And then. At nine o'clock, there's you and your wife trying to go on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had we thought we had ironed out the Skype issues, but unfortunately, we ran into them again. Three, 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 three laptops later. <laughs> this, this, this podcast is costing me a lot of money. <laughs> Mikey Dow just signs on, presses the button, join call. Hi, Mikey, how you doing? Stephen just spends <laughs> 10 minutes flapping at screens. <laughs> 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 Can't hear you, Stephen. Can't hear you. So we have to talk about what we always talk about. Uh, it's, it's a lovely day for us anyway. In Dublin, it's a lovely day. But the continue, continued saga. A saga. Is it a saga? Do you think it is a saga then? It's a saga. So the AGM's been called for the 12th of May. Stran Ra. Never liked them. EGM, Paul. Sorry, EGM, to sorry. EGM, E for extraordinary. All right, okay. Yep. Forty-seven hundred thousand clubs, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the meeting all on Zoom. So that will go really well. And we have, yep. we have Hearts and Rangers. Hearts. have yep. voted for it. And Rangers. Yes. So that, that's that's so, it's the same. It's the same. So does this mean then? Does this mean then that the Evidence that Rangers have, the whistleblower evidence will be issued to, to all the clubs then? Are they going to issue the, the whistleblowing evidence to all the clubs before the meeting? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I, what I read was... Yeah, that, well, that's, that's what they said. That's what they said in their statement. I think it was, I don't know, statement 842. I think it was out on Sunday night where they said... Um, that they would, they would release the, 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 the dossier... To, to all all member clubs, but they didn't want. In fact, in fact, no, Paul, you could be right because they don't want Doncaster and they don't want the lawyer to see the evidence that they've got against them. And they think it'll be leaked. That's so right. They're keeping it very tight until they get what seventy five percent of the vote to take an independent investigation. But this is this, this is this is where it starts getting a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't think it is 75% of the vote. I okay. think to get this whatever motion passed, I think it's still 11 11 uh, 11 one. But I thought in the EGM, as Mikey correctly points out, I thought that was the, the coming together of the the church and then they just had to get over one hurdle to get the or maybe maybe not maybe not it's so it's just I good. think I think maybe I've picked maybe I've picked it up wrong as well but I think I think what it is is if if, if they get and they're looking for Rangers are looking for an independent inquiry right second, this is second. How it's going they're looking for an independent inquiry yeah a second independent inquiry so they have got to in order to get a second independent inquiry. They need thirty-two clubs to say yes. We want another inquiry. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting mixed up between le- that and lead reconstruction. Oh, or whatever leak is, yeah, but that's what they need. Yeah, lead construction needs they to be need, eleven-one. Aye, but they need they need thirty-two clubs to say yeah. We think we've got a case for an independent inquiry for the inquiry to go ahead. So. The 12th of May, chat, 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 before the 12th of May, hundreds of chat after the 12th of May, loads of more leaks, more statements. Does that take you to... So the English Premier are looking to go back in, what, the 6th of June? Closed doors? Meanwhile, Scotland... I think it's the 10th of June, isn't it? 10th of June. The 10th. Something like that, anyway. So Scotland are messing around for, what, a month? Month and a half? Aye. Does anybody? Mikey, do you think that Scottish teams are going to survive any of this? Any of them? Well, I mean, are they... The thing about the SPL is they're not even talking about next steps. They're just stuck in a rut, mm-hmm. arguing about what's already happened in the past and want an EGM to discuss process, whereas other FAs like England are getting on, like you say, actually making plans about starting football again. So, um, you know, that, that's where Scotland's going down. And I'm, I'm just reading here as well, apparently Alex Ray tonight on Clyde Super Scoreboard is, is coming out to parrot the line that it would be unfair to punish any club with point deductions for going into administration. So you're kind of slowly seeing the... Well, that's the party plan. line, isn't it? That's Aye, the party it's, line. It's coming full circle now, you know, cause as much... Don't talk about getting football started up again, like Berry said last week, they've already ripped their pitch up. Just, you know, concentrate and call on EGMs and processes and start coming out with well it would be unfair to deduct points obviously because a lot of people are in financial strife that's the game plan from the south side of the city and it's all coming to fruition now you see it just building up beautifully mm-hmm. yeah I mean Alex Ray I mean I still I just can't believe he's talking yeah. but they're all skipping lines aren't they they're all they're, I mean you, you. someone said that Gerard and um, McCoy's had the lines, fed the lines. Obviously, Alex Rail, he'll be puppeting the lines, so expect to start hearing that from a few other pundits and commentators soon. Yeah. But that, that was the thing, that was a really interesting thing on Sunday. Neil McCann talking to Scott Brown, and Scott Brown says to him, Drop your Ranger strip, all that sort of stuff. Neil, what do you think? It? What do you, Neil, tell us the truth, what do you think about it? And Neil McCann's like, what, the Ranger strip used to wear as a boy? And then kind of swerved the conversation back to, Scott, how you do me your injuries? All that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, Neil, answer the question. What do you really think? Don't, don't, 
give us the, the nonsense that you've been told to spout. Tell us exactly what you think. Because that, that was shocking broadcasting. Because Scott Brown could have just come back with, with the, like the Celtic strip we used to wear as a boy, you know what I mean? But he, he took it. I used he, to wear, I. He took it in good sort of. Just, yeah, but that was sort of boy stuff. And I was. And it's the exact same as Mikey says. He, he Neil McCann can't. He doesn't feel it's fair that Celtic should be given the title. We've got. What's his name? Arthur Newman? Arthur Newman? Comes out and says, oh, well, because the, the Dutch League now have decided not to give. They've gave the Ajax the, the top tier, the top position to get in the Champions League, but they've, they've just said they've, they've not gave them the title, but they won the league. Arthur thinks that's it. Arthur Newman? I mean, Arthur... I used to just see the thing about the Dutch one? That, see, see the thing about the Dutch one that nobody picked up on because I listened to Radio Scotland as well? They, they were neck and neck. Yeah, Ajax yeah. and I think it was... 20 or whoever it was as Ed Altmar they're neck and neck mm-hmm. so it's fair enough it's easy for them to just say right well not easy I'm, I believe it caused a bit of obviously a bit of kind of uh, a lot of arguments in, in Holland but you know they don't have the same issue whereas one team like it is in Scotland is 13 points ahead and is basically an all but name champions do you know what yeah. I mean they had a, a neck and neck title race and they've basically went right we'll just forget that and we'll start again next season which I you know, but I, I can see more. That seems, yeah, it seems seems kind of fair enough, doesn't it? Yeah, but as in Scotland, that's not the case. Certainly, no. uh, you know, not about the relegation and stuff. I mean, that's that's a different question. I just mean about the we don't have an issue in Scotland about who might or might not win the title. We just need basically the games to just officially finish it. So that's the difference. Mm. But yeah. then look today, the the French. The French uh, top four directors or CEOs got together with the canal and they, they now have sorted that out. They've got that sorted. The Germans have got their thing sorted. The Premier League's moving towards moving towards that date. I mean, it's going to be very difficult, but the fact is they're moving towards it. And suddenly, Belgium have got their sorted. So we, we're looking like a backwater, you know? Yeah. Which I don't think. I think the Germans. I think the Germans finishing. The, uh, they look to start. I think it's as early as. I think it's next week. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it is. It's. They're back training anyway. I think they're back training. Yeah, yeah. No, they're uh, definitely. I think they're they are. I think, I think they look to play games in the ninth. I think it's the ninth of May. And they're saying. Oh, here's the thing. Do you think anyone in the in the SPFL has picked up the phone to Sky because they keep on saying, "Ah, well, you know, the broadcasters will not be happy with that." And uh, do you think, I mean. Do you think anyone's actually picked up the phone to Sky or BT and said, "Here, what, you know, can you help us out here? You know, what are you doing with English teams? You know, or can we do something similar?" I just don't know if anyone's even doing that. But, but that's the thing. I think. I, well, if, if you listen to, if you listen, to, sorry, Paul, on you go. Well, but that's the thing. Neil McCann's taking cheap shots at Scott Brown, but surely Neil McCann, as a journalist of note, should be able to tell us that. He should be able to give the Sky Sports view, or he should have somebody in the know. They turn back and tell us what's happening. The TV, because I don't care about TV rates. You just want them to. Yeah. Anyway, better you go. I've got a rant coming, but you you, you talk to. No, us. no. I, it was just. It was just. A, I was just going to say that. I think it was. It was last Sunday's uh, BBC Scotland when they had the Hamilton Aki's guys at Les Grey. They had him on, and he he said absolutely, absolutely. Neil Doncaster was speaking to to, to Sky. Oh, about right. the deal he said absolutely he, he, he's been speaking to him but see the thing is 
everybody is absolutely say? terrified that Sky are going to pull it. Mm. They're terrified. Yeah. Sky are just going to say, no, no, we'll just go elsewhere. And we'll, Sky needs Scottish football as well. Because if yep. they don't, there's going to be, there's going to be, I don't know, two million people in Scotland cancelling their subscription. Yeah. The, other, the other thing as well is... I, I agree, I agree. They, 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 but Sky have tried before to... I mean, Sky kind of stiffed us in the laugh deal, so there's probably a bit of, there's probably a bit of trepidation for the SPFL's kind of point of view. Remember, like, we ended up getting game splits, BT took some and Sky took some and all of that, and so I won, And then, uh, let's let's be honest, the, the boy... Doncaster or whatever he's not he's not the brightest is he I mean he slagged BT off before the BT deal even finished and stuff like that about the quality <laughs> of their coverage and so it's probably just everyone's like you know, put the barricades down let's just try and keep what we've got you know what I mean uh, aye so we, we, we're in this situation where the, the, the other leagues are getting themselves together. I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult to play, they're calling it ghost games, but at least it's something. Now, if you've got an organisation that can't get themselves together for months and months and months, I mean, where is it? I mean, on, on the fact is, that where, where, where is our interest as a, as a supporter, Barry? So you're a fan of Celtic. Where's your interest? It's just listening to this internal businessman arguing over over sticks and nothing yeah uh, what does, does it come into I mean you just it, want you just want the games played don't you so what am I I, I was reading the Ken Early article today and uh, the the Germans are going nuts about the ghost games some of the German fan groups are like ultras and stuff like that which they're different types of and they're saying that they've they, they they were putting placards out saying we don't even a pandemic can't stop your greed Corona tests for risk groups not for millionaires they're saying that these games are just being played just to maximise our money get the money back into the, the clubs but then we've got a situation where we've got multi-billion contracts being signed every single year but football clubs can't run for a month without being like you think about it, how much money these clubs are spending, and it, it, it as an organisation they can't go for maybe one or two months without getting into bankruptcy. And the, the German yeah. guys that they get, the sport tramples on its own values and abandons its uh, fan base. When a crisis comes along, the fans are useful for saving the club, but later their interests are ignored. Now the fact is, Leanne Dempster, Scotland uh, need our fans. We need our forty percent of our fans. That's is our income base. But when you sign the contracts with Sky, you've got to go to Aberdeen at 12 o'clock in the, after the morning on a Sunday. You know, it's yeah. like... I don't know. I'm beginning to start to think... I'm beginning to get the feeling now that they keep going with this PR stuff. And uh, Rangers have got their own point of view, but they, they just come out and look greedy and they look... They just don't... They look as if they're, they're grabbing, but it's really we just want to see football games, which is closed doors, get the games played. So it's very simple. Yeah. I think see, even the um, sorry, Paul. See with the the guy. Did you hear the the Jordy guy from Elgin, Graham Tatter? Yeah. yeah. So, was, that, was that on Sunday? So that was on Sunday. So he was saying that he he said it really quickly, but he spoke that he was he, he was using Donald Finlay QC 
And he thinks that at this moment in time, the league reconstruction will be a nonsense. And then he had a bit of a, so the re- league reconstruction being 14, 14, 14. But then he had a bit of a spat with um, with Michael Stewart. And it was really unclear what he was going to do. But he ended up deciding he voted. So he's, he's going to vote um, for the reconstruction, but doesn't agree with it. We'll see the, the but what, so why why is he doing that then? Is he do, is he doing that for to to, to release the money? He, he didn't he didn't actually he didn't explain why he was doing it. He said it, the reconstruction at this point in time is a bad idea, but because he's a noble guy, he will he will he will vote for it. But the, I just didn't I found it interesting that he mentioned Donald Finlay that he was that he was using, um, and it, I don't know. I mean, I think when you've got guys like that. You know, times how many clubs have you got? It's just, it's just going to be, you know, this is going to be something that never comes to anything. You know, it's it's, it's absolute madness. It was like that. Your man Les Gray as well saying that the fifteen guys in the panel, there's fifteen guys in this panel, and he says there's absolutely no way they're going to agree. Mm. What's happening? Everybody's, he said, everybody's got their own view, viewpoints, and everybody's out looking after. I know they're not. They're not supposed to be because it's meant to be an independent panel. But everybody's looking after the interests of their own club. Really? When it comes right down to it, you're not, I mean, Anne Budge isn't going to vote for some for Hearts to get relegated. And neither Les Gray is not going to vote for some that could put Hamilton in jeopardy. Mm. And the guy from Dundee, John Nelms, he's not going to do anything, is he? It's going to, it's going to trouble Dundee. So, I mean, what's, I just don't get it. He should be in hiding, John. <laughs> he should be in hiding. He's just sending out me. He's just sending out barbs. He's just sending out these text messages to Anne Bunge and all the rest of it. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> what, did you th- what did you think of when you know Adrian Bevington came on? Did you listen to that bit? Who used to be the yeah. he was a championship or FA or something? And he just he basically said the same thing as loads of other people have been saying. But they just started to blow smoke up his backside. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, oh wow, you're amazing. You're and he's like, I thought he's just saying sensible stuff yeah. that a lot of people are saying. And the thing is, they'll probably end up hiring him now. You know, he's talked oh. himself into a job, and I don't think he'll exactly. be able to do it. Yeah, they were loving him. They loved him so much. People, they were people were texting up. Richard Gordon off air and all that, saying, "Oh, I love this guy." <laughs> <laughs> They didn't, they didn't, easily impressed. They didn't love the DUP guy, but did they? That's it. Just bring a DUP guy and just talk some chat about Rangers. No, I mean, you're like, what? I actually missed that bit. Was that on the Saturday he came on? Yeah. On the Saturday, I the DUP guy. Ridiculous. Is he a proper? Is he a proper <laughs> like, like, like that? He's proper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I... I Keep going back to this, but it's the Germans. I love the Germans. The real question is: is future football? Is whether football will continue to worship sovereign investors in our capital? So you could think about things like Newcastle just now, the dilemma they're in, or whether it should follow the will and the values of the masses who support it. So you've got a full Celtic. I mean, I'd love nothing to turn my TV on on the eighth of June and watch Celtic take ten off Rangers. I'd, like yeah. Scott Brown, like I'd love it. That's what that's what I want. I'm sure everybody around the the panel wants it. it? But now we're being pushed back by these by these uh, businessmen for our whatever sort of 
strange reason they've got behind it, or we're being set up, as Mikey says, and we know for Rangers to to pull a fast one and say, oh look guys, we were we lost. Oh, we've lo also as well the SPFL got money again. They get three point seven million from uh, FIFA or UEFA. But the point would be then, like, do the masses want this? We don't want to listen to this guff every single weekend. Like, nobody wants no. to listen to it. I just, I'm fast forward and stuff like that. It's actually breaking my heart. So, I don't think Scottish football and the business community that runs Scottish football are actually, I mean, what do you think of the hub strip? The NHS? The NHS thing? So again, thank you NHS. You've got, but you've got to pay a fiver. You've got to pay a fiver to get it. I'm keeping my, my powder dry. But the point Keep your council. And also, again, so you've got to look at it. You've got to look at it in a different way. How many journalists was on the BBC network on Saturday and Sunday talking about this? So Aye. So are they furloughed? If it, if Scottish oh, they're all they're all they're all eating out of the same trough, aren't they? There's, there's about twenty of them, aren't there? Aye. So if the SPFL actually ran everything correctly, what would they be talking about? Would would, would they be half on with Buster yeah. du Buster Douglas on? I mean, yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Neil McCann's like, oh, aye, Leicester's my biggest, and somebody else comes oh, in. Then. Don't, I mean, don't that, talk but, about that. Talk about that, Paul. Talk about that for a second. Neil McCann. So they were talking about the. <laughs> The biggest sporting underdogs, and I think it was ever the, the sporting underdog, and Neil McCann picks Leicester. I mean, incredible. It's, I mean, the Leicester story, you know, it's just not an underdog story, in my opinion, at all. Yeah. It was so staged, that bit, wasn't it? Yeah, you could just yeah. tell that before the call, they'd been like, oh, because, you know, I'm sure Tom English has got all that knowledge about. Whoever it was, Sonny Liston Sonny and Cassius Liston. Clay. I was just like, where'd that come from? Harry Benson. Tom English has apparently been, he's not been off the phone to various people in Scottish football that are complaining about being bullied, but he's still, he's done a thesis on the Cassius Clay's career. He, he also had that weird interview with the, 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 the Scottish boxer. Uh, Buchanan or whatever was it Buchanan Ken and, Buchanan aye Ken yeah, that, Buchanan that was one interview that he, I mean I listened to his Brendan Rodgers interview about Brendan learning about painting his fence and all that but the Buchanan well, I couldn't listen to it it was ridiculously bad it was shocking <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was where, going on I don't know what they were wearing at where, the time where did Tom English come from like I, where, uh, I've only I mean he's only really been prominent no but I mean in general like in general like journalism He's only been around what? He just seems to be everywhere now, and I, I honestly can't remember him like back in the day. He's, he's a, a fairly new. What, what was he a rugby over in like RTE or something like that, or was he always been with the BBC? I think he came. No, he came over. I think. I think to work in the Herald. I think. I think. Ah, okay. It's just, I don't know. He just doesn't. To me, he just seems. He's a, he's an oracle in Scottish football, and I just. I don't know. I, I don't really know what his credentials are. Anyway, that's that's uh, a digress. <laughs> but no matter no matter what happens, no matter what happens, I don't know. I could be I could possibly be speaking out of turn here. Yeah. But no matter what happens, it always revolves around to to Cumbernauld, doesn't it, Mikey? <laughs> well, I mean, the old roads. Does Ken, does Ken, does Ken Buchanan, does Ken Buchanan not stay in Cumbernauld or somewhere? <laughs> no, I think 
I'm pretty sure the SPL guy lives in... No, the guy that hired Steve Clark, is he the SFA guy? Um, the new chief executive of the SFA. Um, he lives in Cumbernauld, I think. <laughs> so does big Kevin Kyle, the taxi driver. <laughs> Can I see, see with, the, with the... Paul, with the... Um, Chick Young, it's another guy who was on one of the many BBC pundits that was on over the weekend. Yeah. And following on from Neil McCann saying about Leicester, Chick Young said, oh, you, can, you might as well throw Gretna in there. I mean, that story was a, was a wonderful story. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, Chick, if you just hold on a minute here, uh, it wasn't a, a story of a fraudulent man, you know, <laughs> ripping off the whole town. <laughs> but Steve, who was the last? There's a question. Who was the last company they get a loan off? The SFA or the SPFL? The last company they got a loan Gretna. off was Gretna. And did they get the money back? Again? No, sorry, did no. they get the money back? <laughs> I mean, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying Ranger, to... Rangers wouldn't even get a payday loan company wouldn't give Rangers any money, so I don't know why the SPFL should. Exactly, I so I, I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, Barry. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make it I'm such it. an avid listener to the podcast that I'm, I'm repeating lines back to you, you know. <laughs> but the, so I'm just going to link in that sort of the masses running football and stuff. I read an article ages ago, the, the AFL, and they've got the same sort of problems that AFL, I think, is Australian football. And they're saying that a lot of these multi-big stadiums have moved out of the community. And now they've got these lovely big stadiums. And football fans kind of like them and it's nice, but they don't love them as much as they like the old stadiums and the city where it's crazy uh. bonkers. And I was... Again, I was like, well, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, the, the football moves out, but actually, the mad crazy stadiums were much more fun. Like, you get my drift in the yeah. heart of communities. That could, have, that could have been Celtic. That could have been Celtic. We could have moved to Canvas Lang. Can you imagine it? <laughs> Canvas Lang was the reality. I know. <laughs> Remember Slang? Clyde there? were never the same. Clyde were never the same when they moved out of Broadwood, you know? Aye, that's it. See, can I just say, see about the canvas lang is a reality. See that area that the Kellys, my dad had always told me that that actually had chemicals and no one could actually build anything on that piece of land because there was loads of chemicals that were dumped there years ago. And that's where the Kellys said that we were going to build the... the we're going to build the new super stadium. Hmm. The, 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 the image, the only image, see whenever anybody talks about canvas lang, the, the image that I've got is Michael Kelly standing in this big barren bit of ground with this big massive photograph <laughs> in this stadium and it's that big he can't even hold it straight <laughs> and he's just kind of standing there like that look at this it's hilarious Absolutely. that was the front page of the Celtic View I think <laughs> unbelievable I mean yeah canvas line uh, so we've, so that that's where we are I suppose and yeah, we've got DUP people talking we've got Neil McCann talking about Leicester I, I love if Neil McCann said the Jamaican bobsleigh team <laughs> oh, I loved it <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so you haven't Paul you haven't actually spoken about um, Lamborghinis top 11 
we'll see, see, see when, full disclosure, I know this won't let Mikey Dow won't like it, but the minute I heard Lamborghini, I switched off. <laughs> I just think he's as boring as sin. Sorry, Mikey, I know you're a I'm big... Like, I haven't listened... I, don't spoil it for me because I haven't listened and it's, uh, I'm, I'm about 20 minutes into the, the podcast, so... Um, yeah, don't Off the it. sports sound, so I... Yeah. Mikey Dalz, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory anyway, Mikey. I think you could probably guess it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Caroline Friedler is in there. <laughs> He's, did you know Caroline... Did, you know Caroline did he tell Friedler? the Rolex story? Aye, Caroline Friedler gave him his watch, didn't he? Aye, 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 the Rolex, <laughs> aye. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't pick Kloss as a goalie. Did he pick Kloss as a goalie? He did. No, you're right. There's no point listening to it. <laughs> so we have, uh, so we, we have this world we live in now that it's, the world we live in is a different world than before. So, if somebody, say for instance, a guy called like Mark War- Warburton went down to manage, say, QPR, you'd never hear of him again, really, unless he came back up. But because of this click world we're in, if you say Celtic in, a, in an interview, suddenly you get more clicks and you get more people following you and you get all this stuff. So Warburton's, Warburton had his wee ch- chat about uh, the league and what he thinks. And I was like, actually, Warburton just makes my blood boil. I don't understand why, but just, I was walking down the street talking to Air Stephen, and I just went mental. He's like, what about Warburton's comments? I'm like, why is he even talking? <laughs> oh, and then. See, see, just before you get to that, Paul, see, see the QPR fans, just, just uh, I sort of thought that came into my head there. See the QPR fans, do they wear bread pokes in their head? A big hats made out of bread, bread, Warburton's <laughs> bread. Did he do that? But see, the thing is, I jump was... about, jump about outside, jump about outside pubs, like loaves of bread and all that kind of stuff. Is that what they do as well? He wears a what's it? He wears a magic hat. He wears a magic hat, but it's made out of bread pokes. I'm sure everybody's seen that sort of image. He's here for a woman sitting in Ibrooks with a a big top hat made out of bread pokes. Stevie, you're good at song. <laughs> Stevie, what's the song? Where, he wears a magic hat, he's here... He wears a magic hat. He says... Uh, is, Warburton is magic, he wears a magic hat. Yeah. Um, oh. He, 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 he used to... Uh, they wanted him for England, yeah. but he said no. <laughs> Something <laughs> that. Yeah. Or uh, you could say... Assistant is Sir Davy. Until he dies. <laughs> oh no! And when we get promoted, we're going for fifty-five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as I said, could just continually jump around about with bread pokes and bread. <laughs> I mean, he... honest to God. So in this world that we live so in, so there, there's a question. There's a question for yeah. the peer, Paul. There's a question for the, the panel. Who is the Rangers manager? Before Mark Warburton, it was Ali McCoy. You you asking me? Or, oh, uh, I'm, asking, I'm asking Kenny. Panel, Kenny. Yeah, I'm asking the, the, this evening's panel. Kenny, it's his face. Kenny. It was yeah, Mc Mc Bell. Bell. It was Kenny oh. McDowell. 
Was he after Stuart McCall? No. Because Ali McCoyst Ali McCoyst got put in gardening leave in the December. Right. I think I think it was just after they get beat. I could be speaking out of turn, but I think it was just after they get beat in the Petrofact training cup final <laughs> by uh, Wraith Rovers and McCoy's position became untenable. So he was uh, put in gardening leave and Kenny McDowell, who had basically come out in the press and said, I don't want this job. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to be anywhere near it. I hate it here. Uh, it, was decided that it, was, it was decided that Kenny McDowell would be would be thrust into the, the, the managerial hot seat. And he was there for six, I think it was six months, I think he was just, just after Christmas he was appointed and then to take it to the, the season, to the, the, the conclusion. And then on the 15th of June, 2015, Mark Warburton was appointed Rangers manager mm-hmm. and brought with him his assistant, Sir David Weir. <laughs> <laughs> so have I just made that up that Stuart McCall was involved? Was that was. just a nightmare I had? One? He was involved. <laughs> I think he was involved. No, McCall. Was that before? Was that the season before? He was definitely involved in the playoffs. He was involved in the playoffs. Yeah, but he was. man puncher, man. Aye, he was involved in the playoffs, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. When they took them apart. It was, aye. Big, big Mike McMahon has scored, I remember that. Aye. So we've got Mark Warburton, we've got the gentleman, gentleman that is Davy Weir, gentleman. Everybody yeah. says that about him, gentleman. So Mark Warburton, he's working for Mikey. Here we go. Quiz, 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 another quiz question. Who's his? Uh, who's his assistant manager? Steve. Who, Mark Warburton? Yeah, you're a London. You're a London. Oh, is it not still Davy Weir? Well, it says I, he I is. thought they were. I thought they were the new uh, Nigel Clough and Peter Taylor. Well, John Eustace has got assistant manager job. Good on him. Great guy. Just shows you anyone can make money at football. Eh? I know, so it does. <laughs> but yeah, so Mark Warburton is in the paper saying he believes it's a disgrace and that Scotland's made itself a laughing stock, but he says Celtic. So basically, Warburton's looking for clicks. And then Warren, uh, Barton comes out, Warren Barton. Barton comes out and says, Stuff about uh, Joey Bar. Joey <laughs> says stuff about Rangers. So he's getting clicks, talk sport, yeah. and then uh, uh, Warburton comes back and replies to him and gets more clicks. And the only reason why they're doing this is because Celtic ups Warburton's profile, ups Bart's profile. Nobody's interested yeah. about QPR. I looked at Warburton's QPR news, there's nothing on him. Nobody's interested, nobody's writing about him. The minute he talks about Celtic, the minute he talks about Rangers, boom. Uh, he's all over it. Yeah. Uh, Joey, Bart- Joey Barton's the same. When he went down, to, if, what, is, is, is he still the manager of this Fleetwood Town or is he, is he away now? No, it said he is. I don't know, maybe Mikey knows better. I think he's still at, at, um, at Fleetwood Town, aye. aye but I mean, the, I mean, where's Joey Barton's profile going? Down the bloody toilet? Isn't it, really? See, see uh, QPR, uh, Mikey and I went to a QPR match and we got the ticket for free. That was free, it, was yeah. on, it was on, I don't know if it was Eventbrite um, or something, but we got the ticket for free. Mm-hmm. And we went there and um, Pearson's Piro the Hero was playing. And we were actually, it was that quiet when he was <laughs> when he was running down the left flank, or not running, like sort of strolling. And they were shouting Piro and he could like hear him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrible. I mean, the standard of football that night was 
just um, Savage, Robbie Savage oh, I... was in the midfield and he was doing his hair and stuff. And you know, and it, the joke is about he was sort of they, they portrayed him as a hard man of the midfield. I mean, come on, the standard was absolutely dreadful. Um, and that was when QPR were actually sort of a, you know, quite half decent. Shit, right? See, see the thing, the bit that I don't get about all asking people in England what they think about what's happened with Scottish football. So, basically, all people in England do is slag Scottish football off or pub league, mate, blah, 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 blah. So, they deride Scottish football all the time, but now suddenly we're supposed to care what they think. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that we're making the right pigs idiot, but why... Could we change our behaviour just because of what England thinks? Because England are always slagging Scottish football off anyway, so it's not as if that's, that should make us want to change our behaviour so, so that England suddenly likes us. It's embarrassing. Emil Heskey, Emil Heskey was on the week, during the week saying Rangers have won a watch. Not, not, not Carl's line, Alan Reeves on watch. Because <laughs> 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 you can't. That's it. That's it. They call it in a safe in Paul Lambert's black and white uh, living room. Uh, so, no, but what do you call it? They were saying, he's, see, he's saying they've won a watch with uh, Stevie G. Heskey. I, I know. I, I mean, mean look, there's, there's a couple of things there, right? The first thing, just jumping back to Paul Lambert. Now, I don't want to spoil it, Mikey, but he doesn't name, you know, he's obviously naming every player that he played with in Germany as his best 11, as you know. And, um, but he doesn't mention McStay at all. He doesn't mention Paul McStay at all, which I found was, you know, a bit strange because he must have played with them at the international level. Um, so, you know, that, that. I'm not sure if he would have, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if he did either. He was a late developer, Lambert. I don't think he made his. Scotland debut until mid nineties. I, I, I might be getting mixed up with McAllister, but I'm sure McStay gets subbed for Lambert. I think in one of the international games. You may be right. You may be right, but I don't know. I, I, I thought it may have been a bit late because Lambert, as Mikey said, Lambert. It wasn't a Lambert came to Celtic. I think he really kind of broke through into the. It was a regular pick for internationals. Sure. I think you're right. Did he not get picked when he was? He must have been one of those. No. When he was at Dortmund, I don't even think he did. So I'm making up a look at that. My, my computer's not working. Did he, the, the point, the, I don't know if you picked John Philbin, but the point about Emil Heskey was, I, I am, and this is jumping back to a previous podcast, and unlike Mike, I, I like to listen to the, the podcast again. And, <laughs> and then... Um, I was in Saitama Stadium for England against Sweden, fully expecting Chris Sutton to be in that England squad after the goal he scored against Juventus at Celtic Park, which Sven Goran Eriksson was in attendance that evening. But Sven Goran Eriksson picked Emil Heskey, Darius Vassell, Michael Owen. I would even put Sutton ahead of Michael Owen that season. And every time I see my Emil Heskey, I think, oh, goodness, you know, he is, you know, he couldn't even lace Chris Sutton's boots. Um and yet he's the one that's, um, that goes to, to Japan and spoiled that, that match for me. But anyway, that was... Nah, I agree, that was absolutely criminal. Absolutely but, disgraceful. Just getting back to the original point, Paul, it's just jobs for the boys, isn't it? Yeah. It's jobs for the boys. That's all it is. It's just jobs for the boys. But if you mention, like, I mean, Joey Barton, 
he's been waiting, but he sticks it out there. That's his public image created again. It creates hits, it creates news lines. He gets in the, the Guardian, he gets in different uh, web web browser pages in sport. I mean, it's just mental. Six months he yeah. played, played for Rangers. Six months. Didn't even do a pre-season. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you another question, Paul. I'll ask you another question. Mm-hmm. How many games did Joey Barton play for Rangers? Fifteen. Fifteen? Fourteen. Joey, Joey, Barton, Joey Barton played eight games for Rangers. Eight? Eight games. The games that Joey Barton played for Rangers were <laughs> he played his first game he played for Annan he played he came off the bench in the League Cup against Annan Athletic mm-hmm. he played f- five league games with the Aki's the D away Motherwell at home Kelly away mm-hmm. and I think we all remember Kilmarnock away I remember just... Greg Taylor just about broke his leg, snapped him in two. Was that a Friday night <laughs> game, was it? That was a Friday night oh, fixture. That was a great game. That was an absolute crying game. And then he played, he played another couple of uh, meaningless cup ties. He, he got an hour against Stranraer at Ibrox and he won 3-1. And he got an hour against Peterhead at Ibrox and he won 5 nothing. And his last game for Rangers was a 5-1 game. Celtic beat him at Parkhead. That was his last game. So then he, then he says, well, okay, obviously, I, I, I read, I listened to it, but he said, that, then he said, that in the training, in the training after it, that Halliday was dropped from the game because somebody had leaked the team. Because it, because as if it mattered what team I, 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 I don't know. know. <laughs> as if it mattered. <laughs> like, I don't know if, I don't know if actually Warburton, it was just Warburton had been spooked, I think, wasn't it? He just thought yeah. somebody had leaked it. You thought so, so he changed his team. So he took Halliday out. So Halliday, Joey Martin says something like Halliday's. Everybody's in the changing room. Halliday's just crying like a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> so Halliday's giving it big licks, and then Joey, Joey Barton says whatever. So they beat five one, and then him and Halliday are playing like a game the next day, and they're getting stuck in. But there was no what was it. He said it, eventually the training actually got up to some sort of decent level, and there was no. Everybody was kicking each other and all that carry on. There was not, you know, I mean, it was like a real game of football. Yeah. And then Warby's and Sir Davy, the gentleman, gets spooked again. Yeah, and they, they stopped training. They stopped the game. And then they had, had a shooting drill. <laughs> because it was getting a bit too physical, they stopped training and, a, and put on a shooting drill instead. And he said, he said, I couldn't believe we'd just been beaten 5 1 by Celtic and we're practicing our shooting. <laughs> so he just walked off. He's some guy. I just walked away. I. Stephen, did you not? You, you've you've got a David Weir story, have you not? Did you not meet David Weir? No, I'd, I've never met David Weir in my, in my life before. But see the the thing with Joey Barton. Right, I thought you said that. See the Joey Barton um, uh, podcast that he did. So it was with some guy called Callum, and what? So Callum essentially was interviewing Joey Barton and Joey Barton said that he was just doing it to help him on his way, you know, get the lad sort of started in the, in the, the media business because we, the media really needs is crying out for Callum at the moment, which is a very nice thing to do. But Callum then went to the Daily Record and said, look, I've got this Joey Barton podcast and it seems by all accounts he, he, he gave the 
to the Daily Record. And they said, oh, great, Callum. And he was saying, you know, you can just take a little bit of it. And then the Daily Record obviously ran with the story as if it was them that had, had done it. And Callum's on Twitter going going mental about it because he says that it's his exclusive. It's not the Daily Record's exclusive. Well, they stole it, did they? But, but they stole did off. It, or did Callum, you know, when he sent it to them, did he give it all? To, I, I don't know. Once it's out there, it's out there, isn't it? Your stuff. Yeah, once it's out, it's out. It's if, you, if you wanted to keep it, you would drip feed little quotes here and there, not the full. And a full winner. So, but yeah, sorry, going back to the question, I don't know, David Weir, I've never... I've never... Who was the guy that he sat in a restaurant with and he was doing Andy his... Watson. Andy, what was he doing? His scouts, reading the sun? Scouting. That's right, it was, it was Andy Watson who he sneezed into his napkin. So um, you notice these things, he, he was really close, it was a really quite a small restaurant. He sneezed into his napkin and wiped his nose with his napkin... And I thought, he's only in his starter, so I thought he was just looking. And then, as he got on his main course, he wipes his mouth with his napkin. <laughs> I mean... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and that's so... I mean, that sort of activity was going on before the coronavirus. I mean, that's incredible, you know. I just... Um, yeah, that's Andy Watt. Well, I suppose he, he can't give himself corona, can he? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was fantastic. that was really good, guys. I really appreciate the he's coming on, and uh, thanks, Mikey. That was that was really good. You enjoy oh, that, Mikey? Thank you. Ah, it was great fun. I think one uh, of your, your relatives are following us on uh, on SoundCloud as well, so that's really nice. And, good. Uh, I'm so I'm just chuffed that you beat Holy Golly. Yeah, I just <laughs> you've done well in the quiz. I see. Once every decade. So, Stephen, thanks again for getting your your Skype. To, to work that was another another major miracle corporate Steve gets his Skype cam to work <laughs> and, uh, I appreciate it Steve that was brilliant and uh, Barry pleasure as always did you enjoy that yeah thanks very much yeah really good really good Cheers. stuff and thank you everybody for listening to us I really appreciate it and uh, uh, take care all the best <laughs>